0: Hmm, amazing, it's absolutely amazing, but under the right circumstances, a producer could make more money with a flop than he could with a hit. Hmm, yes, it's quite possible.
1: Welcome to the NFC East show, the only show keeping the NFC East honest. I can't believe it. Williams is back.
0: I'm back. It only baby. took it took it took one dub to get him back. back.
1: <laughs> one dub and his he broke his silent protest broke. <laughs> <laughs> How you feeling,
0: man? Uh, I'm chilling. I'm at a pool right now, so apologies for any. I don't know. You're the oh, you're the only person
1: I know that would ever yeah. apologize for being at a pool. Well, you...
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh. Wild week, the opposite of what usually happens in the NFC East.
0: The Giants win this
1: week, which is uh, not only do the Giants win, but there's three wins in general. I don't know when's yeah. the last time we talked about three wins.
0: That's actually a really good question. I'm going to look that up <laughs> while you while you go here.
1: The only team throwing an L this week were my Philadelphia Eagles, but honestly, we'll get into it. I don't necessarily think there's. A lot of negatives you can draw losing to the Chiefs the way they do. a lot of teams lose to the Chiefs like the way the Eagles lost to the Chiefs. Uh, yeah. But let's uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Washington Atlanta first because that game very bizarre did not go none of the games went exactly as I predicted. Uh, I did hit all of them besides Giants Falcons, but I thought. I thought Washington would have been a little bit more of a dominant display, but they left it until uh, the death of the game to take to take the go-ahead score, um, beating the Falcons, I think, by four on that last Antonio Gibson uh, scamper into the end zone. Uh, what's your takeaway from that? Like, For me, a lot of weird Heineken hero ball going on throughout the entire game trying to get the uh, keep Washington in it. Yeah. The defense, the defense is looking not, great. but yet they're still two, or two and only one game out of first, which is I think roughly where you'd probably peg them against the Cowboys at this point in the year, anyway. So I don't know what to make of this team.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think if you were high on Washington, like like both of us were, you're starting to feel a little bit chastened by the defensive regression you know it's it's kind of annoying honestly how in the modern nfl you can't count on defenses being good year to year it just feels like offenses dictate everything uh, i'm sure mm-hmm. we'll talk about that more when we get to the philly uh, chiefs game but yeah uh if i were a washington fan right now i'd feel pretty pretty disheartened. You know, 2 and 2 is not a bad place to be. Obviously still very much in it. And I do think that there's plenty of time for this defense to like figure itself out and get its legs under it. Um but Atlanta is is still a bad football team. I mean, I think that they're getting better every week as most bad football teams do, like finding themselves a little bit, but it's it's hard to it's hard to feel really good coming out of that one if you're a Washington fan, knowing that this is a team that, before the season, you'd expect to dominate.
1: I watching Washington or watching Atlanta, it's just been funny. We've now talked about them three times in four weeks. It feels like they're almost a part of our division at this point. Um, every game, we <laughs> Patterson has had more and more of a role, and <laughs> it's been really funny to watch. <laughs> it was like it seems like the least obvious like uh like offensive game plan like oh like let's just give our like shifty former wide receiver that can sometimes play running back the ball a lot and see what happens but like it did not work at all against the eagles it kind of worked against the giants and then he eviscerates i mean that's nuts (laughs)
0: I, I think I'm conflating Corderell Patterson with Percy Harvin here, but I thought Corderell Patterson was like 37 years old. It's really <laughs> weird to see like him have this prominent of a like of a feature role within our narrative this year. Uh,
1: he's got to go off at this point, just like the exponential increase of Corderell Patterson. He's got to go off for like over 200 yards of total offense and like four TDs against right. the Cowboys. He's going to look like top, prime like Jim it. Brown
0: against yeah. the Cowboys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's destined. Um, but yeah, I mean, the defense, like I like I said, I, I want to reserve judgment uh, against the defense until the last quarter of the year. I think in general, NFL defenses don't start really finding themselves and finding what they do well against what offenses are now trying this year in yeah. the NFL until like the last four to eight games of the season, which is exactly what Washington did last year too. Yeah. I think I think that Washington the Washington's defense deserves to find itself just like every other defense has to do in this league. Um, like even the defenses that came out hot with turnovers um, on other teams like Pittsburgh and Carolina who had a hot defense the first three weeks of the year and then got eviscerated by Dallas, right? Like you know, I I think it's probably more damning that Washington fans expect this much out of the defense this early mm. because of how their offense doesn't pick up the slack than it is really <laughs> about how bad the defense is. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I gotta say, I don't. Last week was not the Heineken buy button game. I don't think this week is, is either, but. This was another one of his fun games. I liked seeing him he's run around. He's so
0: fun every week. <laughs> it's unbelievable how fun he I, is.
1: I like seeing him run around like an idiot and just chuck a prayer up to Terry yeah. McLaurin in the back of the end zone and have it work. That's that's some prime NFC East football right there.
0: What I really like about him is it's weird that Fitz, Fitzpatrick is on the same team because he has similar Fitzpatrick vibes that he's like, usually when a backup quarterback gets like premier you're already laughing because you know it's the case. Usually they like play it super safe. Like it's yeah. all just like little like okay, I'm terrified. I'm doing this stuff. And then you have Heineke who's like I'm I don't even care. I don't care yeah. if the, I get cut tomorrow. I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah. Um, it's just fascinating yeah. to me that Washington fans have conflated this self-confidence with like elite quarterback play and that they're totally yeah. behind him.
1: Yeah. It it in the same way Gary Shandling is the comedian's comedian <laughs> yeah. Taylor Heineke is the backup and the back's backup quarterback
0: It's incredible <laughs>
1: like, It feels true, like A true like art, you know, craftsman really understands the role
0: He feels really- like a con artist to me <laughs> like, like somebody who's like trying to like sell you on like his mindset bullshit except like it's working and you're mad about that
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh man well another NFC South matchup um, in the division next week the Saints are taking on Washington really interesting game to try and preview given how the Saints surprisingly lost to your New York Giants this past week Um, you can't really go into the game saying they're not beatable but I also have a tough time just outright saying Washington's going to beat the Saints given how much trouble they had with, with Atlanta last week. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know what to make of this right now. Um, also, weird parallel paths going directly from Atlanta to New Orleans, just like the Giants did one week delayed too.
0: You yeah, know? does it ever feel like the NFC East schedule makers just like phone it in? for yeah. us <laughs> yeah M- maybe every team like maybe every team feels this way and it's just the nature of like the nfl schedule but it really when, when you start following like the whole division and seeing the patterns you're like all right this was like a little like <laughs> On the notes. we were an afterthought here <laughs> like oh yeah just make it to play everybody four weeks straight whatever we'll move out like
1: uh so yeah what do you what are you thinking for saints Washington?
0: You know, I think this feels like a toss-up game to me. It's hard for me to know where the Saints are. They've they they've had some stupid big wins and also some stupid losses. Like they beat Green Bay thirty-eight to three, and then they get beaten by Carolina by twenty, and they just lost to the Giants. Like something, something's funky there. But yeah. um, it's it's in Washington, which I think might actually hurt. Washington, knowing that stadium, um, but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the football team because I picked them to be 12 and five, and that starts to look incredibly stupid if they lose this week. <laughs> so I gotta love
1: it. I love you it. Know. Yeah, uh, I think I think the Saints will bounce back this week. I think they'll be close though. I think I think the thing that's selling me on my mind in my mind is like the Saints paradoxically didn't look bad against the Giants in that yeah. loss. Like, <laughs> like I say paradoxically because anyone who loses to the Giants right. should look bad <laughs> in the process. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, but, like, it wasn't – at least for – I mean, the Saints offense has been the thing that has, like, come and gone, and they really didn't make – perhaps like the biggest mistake they made is just not scoring more, but they didn't turn the ball over. Like they had some pretty good drives. Jameis had some good deep throws against the giants. Like, I don't, I don't know. I think if that same offense shows up. I think Washington has less to offer on their offensive side than New York does. And I think ultimately I'm now giving my like giant saints review in the form of my Washington (laughs) saints preview. Yeah. But I think ultimately, I think the Giants' offense is what won the game against the Saints, and I don't think Washington's offense is as good.
0: Hmm. Okay, so you're so going to be gonna the to say
1: I'm going to say Saints 24, Washington 17.
0: Okay. I like it. Uh, I'll, I'll give a score. I'll go... You know, it's got to be beautiful, Washington. If you're going to pick Washington to win, it's got to be beautiful. So, uh, I think I think twenty to seventeen, Washington this week. It's just one of those weeks dutiful. where the Saints don't don't show up.
1: Beautiful, love it. Uh, if that happens, that means the defense has arrived. I think.
0: Yeah, that and that's also kind of what I'm like. Jameis is like. He's gettable. He's not super mobile in the pocket. Like, he yeah. can be forced into mistakes, obviously, the notorious yeah. 30 interception season, and he's had LASIK yeah. since then or whatever. Who cares? But I, I think th- this is a week where th- the defense can really start to feel good about themselves. I agree.
1: Also, la- one last Saints take. Maybe I'll save it because we get to talk about them again later. Um, let's talk about the Eagles. uh, <laughs> uh- Eagles lose a route to the Kansas City Chiefs. The thing I said last week is uh, I expect them to lose by like 20 as long as they didn't embarrass themselves. And honestly, against the Chiefs, I don't think it was that embarrassing of a game for the Eagles. Like, I know, I, at least for what I'm, I'm expecting from this team this year, um, they got a lot of what was putrid against the Cowboys corrected to a certain extent. The offense was moving the ball. There were three touchdowns called back for penalties. Um, there's a lot of things going wrong. It would be interesting to see if those penalties didn't happen, how much more of a tighter boat race it could have been. But there's no there's no way the Eagles defense was pumping the brakes on this dynastic Chiefs offense. And even though the Chiefs were coming in one and two, it was one and two with the Chiefs offense looking like the Chiefs offense is you know and I, I don't know I saw progression from Jalen Hurts I saw a better game plan on offense from Nick Sirianni um the defense has no talent I can correctly <laughs> when we previewed this team yeah. or the season and like no talent and kind of average coaching and game plan on defense means to get lit up yeah. at the for 45 points.
0: Yeah, you know? like- I, I, <laughs> for sure. Um, that's kind of one of my things too. It's hard to rag on the defense too much because any, any first year defensive coordinator who doesn't have like his personnel in the building, it can be hard to draw that conclusions, especially to your point this early in the season, like, Especially maybe a more complex defense. I don't exactly know what the Eagles are doing back there yet, but like a more complex defense is something that's going to take time, but it could pay big dividends later. Um, I think the real the real thing here for me is this is hard to get big takeaways regarding Philly because it felt like such a Chiefs game. Like, oh, yeah. the Chiefs off. It's it's like okay, was your defense atrocious, or is the Chiefs' offense just completely unstoppable? And on the other side of the ball is the offense looking better or is the chiefs defense just like a completely porous you know attackable yeah. unit and so it's it's just they're so binary in in those sides of the ball that I think yeah you got to be happy that it was a relatively close game I think if we were on if we were in arrowhead I'd feel way better about it losing yeah. in the link is never a good time but I mean this is this feels like chalk for sure yeah
1: I mean the one thing I'll say I do think the chiefs defense is a porous, beatable unit, but I think that the Eagles' offense was also beating themselves against the Cowboys as much as the Cowboys' defense was beating them on Monday yeah. Night Football last week. So to at least see that... Um, to at least see improvement against a defense that was giving you the space to improve, I think is a positive one can draw If you're going into this Eagles season not really expecting playoffs and just really expecting a level set on is Hurts the guy and is Sirianni the guy to pair him with?
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, like, obviously, it wasn't a perfect game from either of them, but I think you're starting to see in general improvements week over week through four weeks.
0: I'm glad Who you knows pulled off on your yeah, your Hurts uh, your hurt situation.
1: Has, oh, then I was has- Returns. I, I mean you want me to I will I'm stuck by it. I'll, no I'll no no
0: right no now. no 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 no. I mean do what you want, but
1: <laughs> I, do, I mean, to be honest with you, I still think a lot of the problems were there. He had a really bad pick in the first half. He's still kind of He's yeah. still not very good on a lot of bread and butter throws.
0: He missed Ertz or Goddard in the end zone. It was early yeah. enough in the game to be forgiven, but like on an easy, he just kind of overthrew yeah. him.
1: Yeah, it's it's these weird like five yard like hitch and slant routes. He just he he doesn't put it in the bread basket. Yeah, out of ten, his best I, throws honestly are like. He's very good at, I think, seam routes. He's very, he's got a strong enough arm to drive the ball in, oh, like mm-hmm. ten to fifteen yards. But he just, he doesn't have the placement yet. If that, if he adds that to his game, like if he just is a very crisp, like short yardage passer on screens and slants, I think the rest of the playbook kind of opens up to him. But he's. He does kill drives, and I think he deserves criticism for that right now. Yeah, he's and he's doing it kind of single-handedly. That's the one thing that's that's the one <laughs> thing that's making it hard for me because it's like there's so much roasting of Sirianni's play calling, especially after last week, especially this week, and it's really hard for me to critique play calling if the building block Ooh. plays that should be easy money aren't being executed. It's like if you are if you can't complete a five yard slant consistently. Cause your quarterback can't put it in there that really that truly does limit what you can or can do as a play call you know what i mean
0: yeah and it's I, like
1: i don't know how much of that is situational and how much of that is just like ineptitude but yeah i think i think a lot less of it happened this week it was still there but a lot less happened so i'm chalking it up as a a process sixer style moral victory against the chiefs
0: I <laughs> do, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think Hertz is a guy who, in many ways, would fit better on like the Giants' roster than the Eagles' yeah. one in terms of the receiver skill set and kind of what you are asking guys to do. Um, my only other takeaway is really, I think, I do think uh, Devontae Smith is the real deal. Uh, oh yeah, he's shown flashes. I also think it doesn't really matter that he's the real deal, but he he's clearly just like a great, great wide receiving talent.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed. If there's one thing I'm going to like, really rag on Sirianni for that I think he deserves, like the one roast of him that I think is entirely deserved is this guy is a career wide receivers coach. Mm-hmm. And we've managed to have two touchdowns called back because wide receivers were forced out of bounds and came back into play <laughs> yeah. in the first four weeks of the season.
0: How is that, that happening is like, all the time? I don't know. Is he and like- this dude... <laughs> Is, is this here, like something the
1: one guy that prevents that from ever happening?
0: <laughs> is, do you think he's like encouraging this? He's like, just, you know, maybe they won't notice, you know, it gives us, it's definitely an advantage if a ref doesn't notice. But Oh yeah. It's totally an advantage,
1: <laughs> but you'd think you'd learn after the first time. That's not a good tactic. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what he's trying, you know, like, I, what you?
0: <laughs> it's kind of like how the Legion of Boom Pete Carroll was like, they can't call PI like every time type philosophy. <laughs> It's yeah, like that but for running out of bounds.
1: Maybe he learned it in San Diego, where like no one paid attention to anything.
0: <laughs> right. Now he's in Philly. <laughs> you know, you know my San Diego theory. So
1: <laughs> does does the does the audience know your uh, San Diego theory?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's so it's this is a powder keg for debate. So I don't want to. I don't even so want to get like, into the Philip Rivers backstory of the theory. <laughs> But basically, nobody cares what happens in San Diego, and so people are, the national media and our general perception of San Diego is far more generous than it would be if that exact same situation was transplanted into anywhere north of, like, the Maryland border, really. That's it. It's not, it's not rocket science. I just think the charges yeah. get off easy, and they don't win because there's no pressure on them to win. Yeah.
1: And really being the second team in L.A. is basically being in San Diego anyway. That You might as well live in San Diego if you're the second fiddle.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, LA, yeah. You know, the, the whole L.A. thing, I don't even – they're still San Diego to yeah. me. I, it really hurts that they took them away from San Diego because I think the chill vibes were perfect there. You know, you, you go 9-7, yeah. and seven, you lose in the first round of the playoffs, you go home. Nobody's really mad about it.
1: I, now, here's a question for you. How much were Phillip Rivers' stats padded? Because wide receivers were able to run two yards out of bounds. To it's Not
0: impro-
1: it. <laughs> punished.
0: This is such <laughs> an incredible supplement to my thesis. It's impossible to know. Maybe all of them. We we'll have to go even, back and walk, you know, to watch the numbers,
1: tape. Watch tape.
0: <laughs> get the all twenty-two.
1: Unlike unlike the NFL officiating office would
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's so good
1: (laughs) all right Uh, Eagles got the Panthers next another NFC South matchup Um, another team uh, well uh, Cowboys only played the Panthers right that's the only NFC's team that's
0: right yeah
1: but still another NFC's back to back for an NFC South team yeah I don't know. I think that the Panthers are not the Chiefs. They are more beatable than the Chiefs for the Eagles, um, especially if the Eagles continue to improve week over week. That being said, they're also much better than the Eagles have been through four weeks, so it's really hard for me to say that it will be an Eagles win. Um, I hope for another non-blowout that's competitive and the offense looks good, but... I mean, even losing to the Cowboys, um, and we'll talk about that game immediately after this. But like, I don't think the Panthers look bad in that game enough to be like, "Oh, this is a no. team that went off the rails," uh, you know, and finally lost its luster. You know, I think they'll come, they'll show up, um, and give the Eagles a game. I think it's probably a Panthers win, but it's going to be close, and I think it's going to be high scoring. It'll probably be something like thirty-one to twenty-three. Maybe yeah. with an extra score, maybe something like thirty-five to twenty-eight or something.
0: You just it, double it, dipping it, on the score predictions now. I,
1: I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying it'll be, a, <laughs> it'll be a one touchdown game. I don't know whether it's like, I don't know how many touchdowns there will be.
0: Yeah, uh, I, th- I think the best case scenario for the Eagles is like they're kind of where the Panthers were last year, which is like clearly like becoming a well coached team that just doesn't have the experience in place yet or the QB play or whatever. And then next year they can look like this year's Panthers, which is like, okay, like Matt rule is just obviously a very good coach. Like clearly when he has his guys, he just makes it work. Um, It's in Carolina. So I got to go Carolina here. I do think, I think it could be close and I think it could be very high scoring. Um, I'll go with like an absurdly high score just for fun. Uh, I think it'll be 41 points. Sam Darnold throws five passing TDs. All your Jets fans lie to themselves <laughs> about how much pain they're in. Uh, so like forty-one to thirty-three, Carolina. Honestly,
1: I'd throw myself in the sword and take a one-in-four Eagles start to the season if it meant being able to troll right my Jets fan friends for a lifetime we, about you,
0: Sam Darnold. We both like <laughs> Am I am I wrong in saying we both liked Sam Darnold?
1: I like Sam Darnold.
0: Yeah, I liked him too. It seemed pretty clear like he could be a guy. Um, this is all pretty much based off of one preseason game he had against the Giants in like 2019 or something, and I drafted him in the last round of like every fantasy draft. And then I think he threw like four picks. Um,
1: yeah. Did you Did you forget Adam Gase was his coach when you made that decision?
0: It was just it was it was just one of those things where it's like, hey, he looked really good in this eight minutes of preseason against. The terrible <laughs> Giants team, <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, it's it's just clearly a situation where like, just another example of how quarterbacks can be betrayed by their situation, you know. Yeah. And so much is contingent on that, for sure. Anyway, all
1: right, let's uh let's talk about. We got one divisional game coming up, and it's a big one.
0: Oh got, yeah.
1: <laughs> Giants Cowboys are coming up. Let's talk about let's talk about these two teams and what they did last week before we talk about this. One yeah, with yeah. You. Uh Cowboys Panthers. Another dare I say dominant game from the Cowboys good. offense.
0: Yeah, they're looking um, really good.
1: You know What's pretty incredible watching them is like how predictable they are and you just can't beat them, which is like usually a sign of like a pretty good team. They're not doing anything. They still lack that vertical dimension that I complained about them not having in like week one and week two, but they almost don't need it because both Zeke and Pollard are a guaranteed eight to 12 yards rushing every down. And it's just really opening up uh, a lot for Dak and the intermediate passing game. And... They don't even have to use all their weapons uh, to be effective moving the ball up and down the field and scoring. Um, I still think the defense is probably the Achilles' heel, but they've also been super opportunistic. Um, like, they're not stopping the bleeding from a scoreboard perspective consistently, but they're getting sacks. And, uh, Trayvon Diggs, of course.
0: Yeah, gotta talk about, he's looking gotta so t- good.
1: Yeah, we gotta talk about just like I've never seen a guy be this much of a turnover and ball hawk like this early in the year, like, yeah. s- like at th- at this rate and at this pace. It'd be incredible if he keeps it up. Yeah.
0: He's anchoring. He's anchoring their whole defense. Yeah, like which is bizarre to say about uh, just just a cornerback, like a man cover cornerback. But he legit just is.
1: Yeah, he's doing everything. In the modern NFL, too, it's crazy. Like, yeah, I know. Um, if they're I would have to say like if there's one thing that has to give on this Cowboys team, my question is before I get into my opinion, like are you sold? Are you buying let's not let's not backtrack from our Washington win yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I refuse to do that until week sixteen and I don't care if the Cowboys are four games ahead of the Washington football team at that point. I will not say that I, I backtrack on that team but. Yeah. In we're never of, crossing
0: Washington off. Yeah, ever. Never, <laughs> That's one of the rules.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they play football again next year. We don't have to cross them off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're the football team.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, like, are you sold on the hype or do you still think it's too early?
0: I mean, I think there's a lot to like. I'm pretty sold. If I, if I had to choose between sold and not sold... I'm sold that this is a team that makes the playoffs like I'm pretty I feel pretty good about that if I had to say that now I do think there are a couple things that are going I don't know if they're going under the radar but the health of the offensive line uh Lyle Collins was suspended for five games it feels like that hasn't really mattered uh, on the defensive line, DeMarcus Lawrence is out with like a broken foot for a long time. Feels like that totally hasn't mattered. I do think DeMarcus Lawrence is overrated. I'm sorry, Pro Football Focus. I know you think he's great, but like I watch this dude every week and he's he stops the run fine, and then he's not in and they still look good. I don't know. It feels yeah. like it feels like a little bit of an imposter situation happening. Um, but I think what everybody is kind of. What I certainly thought is that okay, one year Zach Martin and Tyron Smith just aren't gonna have it anymore, you know. They're gonna they've had too many injuries and they're too old. And they're just like dominating people this year. That's a huge reason why the running game has been as good as it is, it's that O line yeah. is just so good. And uh, you know, I think at some point Tyron Smith is gonna have an inevitable back injury, you know, like disc gets out of place or something and suddenly like it'll look a lot different. Um, yeah. That's, that's kind of my big concern is like kind of like the Eagles O-line. There's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of good depth, but if the wrong guy goes down at the wrong yeah. time, suddenly it's a house of cards. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think you, I think you hit it spot on. I think you're spot on about the offensive line being a huge, Building block to this team's early success. I would also say, and what I was going to say before is, if I had to pick one thing to give, it would probably be probably be the defense. I do think that yeah. how good the defense has been, I think, has been a little bit a little bit of a mirage. Uh, I said that it would be incredible if Trayvon Diggs continues producing at this clip. And I legitimately mean that. I do think at some <laughs> point he'll not probably credible. regress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and without him getting those turnovers, this easily could have been another like similar to last year, like forty-five to thirty-eight Cowboys loss. You know, um, yeah, and like
0: I don't know, like the, the turnover I, differential. Sorry to interject is the Cowboys are plus seven on the year in turnover. Which is insane. Yeah, through four games. If you're spotted 1.75 turnovers a game, you better be winning, you know? Yes,
1: yeah. So for me, it's like, I think that has to regress at some point. If I'm wrong, then the Cowboys might be one of the best teams in the NFL, you know? Yeah. Um, But it's hard for me to like take last year Happening and then just be like, okay, I trust this team to be one of the best teams yeah. in the NFL. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's. It does, but it's also, I think
1: sorry, I think you're right. fair. I think you're fair to say, like, is this team pretty much a lock for the playoffs? I mean, compared to the rest of the division, I think it'd be dumb not to buy them as a playoff team at this point. Yeah, and I think they're very good. But like, I'm you know I'm already seeing like finally a Super Bowl worthy Cowboys team, and I'm still like.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, that's just such a foreign. I guess that's just such a foreign concept for me. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I, I think Dan Quinn is is doing a great job. Obviously, as defensive coordinator, you couldn't say otherwise. But I do think that turnover differential is exactly the kind of thing that could sustain itself pretty much throughout the regular season, maybe not at this pace, but still like way, one of the leading teams at the end of the year. And then suddenly the first playoff game, it just goes in the opposite direction. And you know, yep. there's Dak throws an interception and there's a fumble or something. And, and they just can't get over that hump going the other way, you know? Yeah. Um, yep. I just need to see them more tested. They need to have more, they need to be put in, a, in like a really bad situation in a game and still win it. Uh, yep. And the Giants are a great team to do that against.
1: Yeah, uh, let's talk about Big Blue, baby. Yeah,
0: Getting I guess. Yeah. Getting the dub. Yeah.
1: Um, I'll give you my impressions first. I'm interested to hear Please. what you have to say. Yeah. Um, through four weeks, I have been very high on the Giants offense. More high than you are, at least. I think it was more good ideas and more execution. I think the offense won the game against the Saints
0: I guess Um, I mean they scored 27 points in four and a half quarters wasn't like but Uh, I mean
1: Jones had a few good passes they got Saquon involved like I I get what they're trying to do yeah uh my problem continues to be like I don't trust this defense to help the offense at all stop the bleeding if there's one thing that was called to lose this game i think it easily saints could have easily scored one or two more at multiple points and the saints just didn't do it yeah. you know um so i don't know it feels like kind of a fluky win but i i still think there's stuff working on the giants i think not to get too far ahead but i do think that this is like a sleeper like gotcha game for the cowboys
0: coming okay into this game. okay uh, I don't I don't really feel that way. But, you know, it's my oh, job yeah. to be pessimistic. Um, yeah, I think, you know, Daniel Jones has looked good so far. I think he kind of is what he is. We talk about it a lot. Like, yeah. Yeah. if he's given time to throw and, you know, be calm in the pocket, he's going to look good. And if he's getting rushed, he's going to fumble the ball and suddenly be shaky. And it's best to use his legs as the offensive coordinator to get him out of those situations before they happen. Uh, I think Garrett's done a better job of that after week one. Week two onwards, kind of just realized, oh, this guy is really fast and has used that a little bit more. Um, Saquon still looks pretty gun-shy to me. Uh, It's starting to get back there. I think it's just a mental thing with him, trusting those legs. But I I do think he'll get there. And the offensive line looks good. Andrew Thomas looks pretty good. Um, Everybody else, we missed the Evan Ingram talk, thankfully last week. I don't think I could have done it last week, man. I don't think I could have. I've said all there is to say. I don't know if we need like a little, like a ban on Ingram Talk or something, but it's well, just... Well, no, we'll
1: just, we'll release the Ingram Supercut at the end of the year. Thank like you. We always
0: do. Yeah. and right. then That'll be our one comment of it. It's just, um, I was right. Uh, and I've always been right. That's that's. I, the uh,
1: yeah, I just it's weird for me to say because it's like the defense was what was carrying the team last year in like a really scrappy underdog type of way. But I think the offense is carrying the defense this year. Um, And they're still not good, but I like, you know, like if they had a good offensive line, even with the same skill position players, I think this offense would be pretty good. I think DJ is good, maybe paired with like a little bit more of a progressive offensive coordinator. Like, They have pieces, which is like, I think the reason why they won, I don't think a truly bad offense could score 27 in that game against the Saints. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I got to ask you because you weren't here to, yep. to To add.
0: Yeah. I'm a man of my word. Are,
1: are we, was your silent protest a tacit endorsement of the impeached David Gettleman campaign? Are you on that side of the fence? Do you want to see him forcibly removed from his post?
0: I I am the January sixth rioters and terrorists. <laughs> but for David Gettleman.
1: You're the stop the steal of David Gettleman. Give yes. us back our give us back our, our New York Giants.
0: Yes. I'm so out. Even after a win.
1: I know it was bold of me to even ask you after a W to like, bring you back down,
0: no, down this no. rabbit hole. Because this, this is what happens. This is the everybody has to be happy all the time thing. Yeah. Suddenly, Giants fans are going to convince themselves oh my God, like Gettle get Goat, as he's <laughs> infrequently but occasionally referred to. <laughs>
1: The fact that um, even the fact that even leaked out into the ether is, yeah, shameful. it's
0: bad, bad sign, shameful. bad sign. <laughs> um, it's like okay, yeah, Andrew Thomas looks good, Daniel Jones looks good, and it's like you just missed the forest for the trees. Like the 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 depth talent just has never been there. Um, it's still not there, and it's clear that I. I mean, again, like, can you look at this Giants team and honestly tell me, like, yeah, they're gonna win? They're going to have a winning record this year. Like, is there any chance of that? You know? Um, no. Right. There's not. And yeah. for that reason, I'm crossing them off, which I what? did. Yes. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. Yes. yes. After,
1: a, after a win?
0: Well, I would have crossed them off last week, but I had. I had, I, to, I had to organize I certain <laughs> activities. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 Is there a is there like a New York Giants version of parlor you're on? Is that what it is?
0: <laughs> yeah? Uh, it's Big Blue View. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh man, that's incredible. Crossing them <laughs> off, I refuse. I'm I I refuse. I I'm not going to be I'm not going to be wrong about them. I think they're going to be better than the Eagles by the end of the year. At this point,
0: that that could be possible. I I still don't really truly believe it I think for me just to center back this is a lot of Giants talk so I'll try to wrap this up now but like I'd have more faith in the defense getting better as the year goes along like we expect Washington's to yeah. because that's what happened last year and I just think that's part of like getting Graham's scheme every offseason except Blake Martinez has a torn ACL and I don't yeah. think any they, they don't have anybody else who can really who has this who's experienced enough to to hold that defense Play cog together, you know. Yeah, they're just a little disoriented there. So, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just very pessimistic. You literally said you can't imagine them being a winning team. <laughs> and I also think the second part of me crossing them off is just it seems clear that at least two teams in the division are cut above Washington and Dallas. I think are are just better, um, barring some sort of catastrophic injury to both. I, I think. I mean, also... I, I like, don't see not, the Giants winning
1: it. I don't want to make us seem weak in our takes this early, but I would argue, like, Washington has already had their catastrophic injury, which is Ryan Fitzpatrick. And yeah. even though he wasn't looking good in week one, I trust <laughs> that he would have rounded out... He might have actually... Like, a good Ryan Fitzpatrick could have had the scene of three and one, I think it's possible through through four weeks
0: it's possible like
1: i don't think i don't think we're that off about i think we're off we were both off about dallas and washington we were right about them being the cut above in the division um but maybe we took away two or three games from dallas that maybe they've worked themselves back into the conversation yeah. to deserving, while we gave Washington two or three games maybe they shouldn't have gotten in our head. Yeah, and, I,
0: I think our predictions have been pretty fine. Like, I think yeah. Washington's ceiling is still legit, and I just don't see that with the Giants, you know, and just not, yeah. not present for me. So I'm crossing them off, which technically yeah, I would have done. Would have done after last week, but I'm still willing to do it after a win.
1: Wow. I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't want to be... There's a part of me that doesn't want to be. I would actually. It's not that I'm scared to be wrong.
0: I want to be optimistic about about what I, this team can be. It's very. No, it's I, I want to
1: be. I want to be right. I want to, and I want to <laughs> rub it in your face and <laughs> you're said, wrong.
0: But you said they'd be five and twelve. You don't think they're good either. <laughs> That's like the part that I'm like. But at least. About.
1: But at least that's like a bullshit like
0: preseason pick.
1: Like I am now. But they're
0: one and three. They're literally on pace to be four and thirteen <laughs> or five <laughs> and twelve. <laughs> they're marching steadily towards. <laughs> they are. <laughs>
1: They're performing exactly as
0: we've <laughs> predicted, <Right. laughs> yet I still am <laughs> refusing to cross the bar. Right. We have no new evidence to suggest <laughs> optimism, and yet you're optimistic. <laughs> but I like it. I like that we're not on the exactly the same page here.
1: Hey, you know what? You know what? The reason for optimism is they're going to beat the Cowboys this week. They're going to beat I, the Cowboys yeah. twenty-seven to twenty-one. I'm predicting that right now. That's going to happen.
0: I love this take. I think that this is going to be ugly, ugly. Uh, and it's going to be something like 38 to 20. And one of those is going to be a garbage Giants touchdown.
1: You know, part of the reason why I'm doing this too is to give the listeners an update. Um, this year, I have been betting a five-team parlay every week with <laughs> my picks on this podcast plus my pick on the Sunday night game. And... There's been one team that has broke all three. And it is the New York Football Giants. That's and right. there's part of my strategy is to go against my intuition <laughs> <laughs> and right. bet chaos at this right. point cuz the Cause, Giants cause have given me nothing. You. The Giants have given me nothing but chaos this entire season. And I'd rather have them break another parlay with me choosing the chaos that they are, as opposed to them breaking it, being guided by pure rationality. Given how the season is started. and it's That's a right. divisional game. Like there's always a weird divisional game that happens, you it's, know. I mean, and I think I think Dallas is riding too high. This is still the NFC East. They're still not. They're not the Chiefs. The Dallas Cowboys are not this. the Kansas City Chiefs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're talking me into this way too easily. <laughs> The vibes nope. are out of control. It does make too much <laughs> sense for the Dallas to win this game and therefore they won't. You're, right. You're yeah. right. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my pick just because, but it does it does totally this is the trap game of trap games.
1: Yeah. Week week five, especially this early in the season where like all every team is a little bit chaotic still. Like yeah. to me this has trap game written all over it. I'm probably gonna be wrong. They're probably gonna break it again but hey at least i stuck by my guns and and
0: <laughs> go down with the ship
1: exactly exactly i'll tell you what if they break it again i'm crossing them off next week
0: that is like <laughs> <laughs> i love that <laughs> i do think they have to be a cross-off next week if they lose especially no, because dallas will be four and no more.
1: It'll it'll be a simultaneously, like me logically crossing off a one in four team that I predicted to go five and 12. And a rage rage cross up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Man, I really. I don't. I mean.
1: I I was in a state. I was in a state when the Giants broke that part. I got the angriest text
0: I've ever gotten from you about anything. (laughs) Anything. We talk about a lot of different stuff. Including some controversial stuff like Does Tony die in the Sopranos? Um, but, But well,
1: it was you have to put you have to put yourself in my shoes. I was at a music festival and I checked the scores at halftime and I see the Saints two scores ahead of the Giants and the Falcons two scores ahead of Washington. And I had bet the Saints would win and that Washington would win. So in the back of my head, it's like, oh, the Saints are taking care of business. Yeah. I just have to pay attention to Washington to make sure they don't <laughs> screw my parlay. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like Literally, I'm staring at Antonio Gibson score, the game-winning touchdown. I yeah. start celebrating and then look at the scores again and see <laughs> that the Giants <laughs> have beaten the Saints in overtime. And I'm like, how... How has this team that I have watched for three straight weeks
0: lose in spectacular fashion? Right, they're (laughs) they're legit to to win. They're allergic.
1: (laughs) And you texted me, I can't wait to see how the Giants lose this game. Like, even though they were close. All they did was attract elves. I I texted
0: you that right before overtime started. It was was. I was like, I know they're going to lose. And I was wrong (sighs) for once. Because usually my thing every week is to text you with like two minutes left as the Giants theoretically have a chance in some way, <laughs> they either need to make a, like, make a game winning drive or a game winning stop. And I'm always, I always text you and I'm like, how are they going to blow it this time? And it <laughs> always happens.
1: Man. This time was wrong? Agents of chaos uh, on the, on the feet of Danny Dines. Are they
0: most the most NFC East team
1: right now? I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They, they're the mantle holder for that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Um, do you got a take? Got a take for take around the league?
0: Uh, I, I don't really. I'm sorry. I, I got one. I have no idea what's happening in the NFL.
1: Well, I'm gonna. I got one in the form of probably the only thing you need to know about what's going on in the NFL. Yeah. Um. I haven't found the right metaphor for this yet, but like, Urban Meyer is like that, like the most popular softball dad <laughs> in your town growing he up. He's like that he entire yeah. energy. <laughs> so if you don't know uh, the Jaguars got very close to firing Urban Meyer today because he skipped flying back with the team from their loss against the Browns and instead drove to a sports bar he owned in Columbus and a video of of him getting grinded on by like a (laughs) 40-year-old blonde at his own steakhouse in the town he used to coach college football in leaked onto the internet. And then he cancelled Monday's practice and apologized to the team. And apparently the entire Jaguars... (laughs) 53 man roster laughed at him when he
0: left the room. <laughs> Dude, it's gotta be like first. First of all, is there like a more obvious like I miss my ex move than to go? That's back? what I'm
1: saying. It's like, you're right. It, you're right. It, <laughs> like you know that like really like kind like like I like has a this- huge. Okay, like the kind of like dad that is like super popular and charismatic, like has a big ego, but ultimately like his whole identity is wrapped up in being that. And it, the minute he doesn't have it, he just like becomes a husk of a man. You
0: yeah. know what I mean? We will just say like listeners that kind of like-,
1: like that kind of like you know like almost about to be divorced or like recently divorced, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. like upper middle class white dude guy. You know what I mean? Like sure that kind of guy. You know.
0: We will take listener submitted depictions of who this guy is in our. But you know, form. yeah, you know
1: the kind. Of, I do, like, I, I do. Like, uh, no, 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 I,
0: I do. There's like, no, there's no real life person that you can point to, obviously. But
1: yeah, like, like, a, like a church leader guy.
0: Yes, that's actually, that's actually <laughs> that's where I thought you were going to go with this. Yeah, like, the charismatic like that ba- like Baptist Bible youth pastor type.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of football guys are probably like that. Especially the college especially the college ones.
1: Yeah, which, I mean, which is
0: what Urban is for sure.
1: Exactly. And he kind of conned his way into like, yeah. like I don't know. Like how much do you really know. do at Ohio State?
0: Really. Oh yeah. That's that's actually I sometimes I wish we were had some college football things, <laughs> but I don't I never watch, so I don't yeah. like that. <laughs> I do think I do think he is so full of it that he's had, like, these heart issues or whatever when he wants to, like, leave a job, like, without getting, like, like hate for it. <laughs> it's the softest thing of all time. I don't think these heart issues are real. That's my take. i <laughs> think back up. God damn it. You How dare you beat me? Yeah. <laughs> my own game? <laughs> Urban, Urban Meyer has, like, the chronic Lyme of, like, football coach diseases. I don't know if he... Like, the Morgellons... <laughs> oh fuck it's man. not holy real. shit dude <laughs>
1: all right that's an that's an incredible note to end on Urban Meyer's chronic heart issue is not it's fake yes all right I love it uh <laughs> hey uh, send us uh, your suggestions of what kind of man in your <laughs> hometown community you think Urban Meyer is <laughs> 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 at nfcpleasemailbag at gmail.com rate and review on Apple Podcasts and also join our Discord yeah. give us a follow on Twitter at pod. all that kind of stuff Yeah, stay tuned fun for times
0: my, stay <laughs> tuned for my secret email regarding uh, very important connections that we must make for the project Capital, uh, (laughs) capital project.
1: (laughs) What, uh, like what steakhouse in North Jersey you can successfully (laughs) corner Dave Gettleman? What, what,
0: what is what is the North Jersey version of like the January sixth situation? Like, just like yelling at somebody out of their car as they drive by like what because it's not actually violent or like insurrectionary yeah. but it is like hey like what the hell you know <laughs> like,
1: no i think it's like clearly stalking whatever deli gentleman goes to right. in the morning and then just like forcibly yeah imposing just his like in front of there. you know <laughs>
0: Every, and then possibly also like, <laughs> taking over the
1: deli too like
0: right, I'm the owner right. of this
1: deli now <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: it's, it's just it's just a line of 600 overweight 55 year old North Jersey guys <laughs> stepping into the deli shaking their head dismissively at Gettleman's like sandwich order and then walking out
1: <laughs> <laughs> I you gotta let me know how that plan comes together man alright <laughs> Until next time. I'll talk to you next week, buddy. See
0: you, though. Bye.